0: My name is Porsche Malele. I'm a mine manager responsible for all the drilling and blasting activities at Sishen Mine. I think that it is important to have more women in mining.
1: We only succeed when you succeed. That's what we mean when we say our roots run deep in South Africa. Let's keep growing together. To read more of Porsche's story, visit angloamerican.co.za. Anglo-American. Real mining. Real people. Real difference.
2: Front page of both newspapers in the um, independent newspaper stable here in Cape Town today um, refer to the same story. The Cape Times says homeless haul city to court and the Cape Argus headline is lawyer to defend homeless. The Cape Times reporters write a group of homeless people have hauled the city to the Western Cape High Court to to seek an urgent interdict to force it to drop fines issued against them and to prevent new ones. We're going to be talking in a little while to the lawyer who is um, doing this pro bono, but let's first talk to one of the homeless people who has been issued with one of these fines. You remember that there was a time a month, six weeks ago, when we were talking about this on the radio a lot. Karin Gelderblum is a homeless person. Karin, good afternoon. Good afternoon. What fine did you get, Karen?
0: I got a five hundred grand fine for dumping and loitering, and um, there, there was no dumping or loitering at my shack. It was up, and there was no mess around it.
2: Where where is your shack up, or was your shack up at the time?
0: Uh, it was in a park behind the bowling um, club in Gardens.
2: And. Um, just describe the scene a little bit more. You, you, um, you've erected a temp, uh, well, temporary shelter yes. for yourself there.
0: Yes, I did. Um, we were, t- I was trespassing, and I was expecting more a fine for trespassing because I had to jump over the fence to get in there. But I did it because I felt that um, they wouldn't, law enforcement wouldn't jump over the time to come to us, and they didn't. They called us out. We had to jump over to them.
2: Okay, and and so the fine was loitering and dumping. and dumping. So your your home, the your home was described as a bit of dumping, essentially in in through the fine. Yes. Okay.
0: The fact that I had a shack up that was dumping. My friend um, Conita, she had a tent up. And that was um, referred to as stampeding as well.
2: How much was the fine?
0: 500 rand.
2: And as a homeless person, 500 rand is something you dream of. You don't have to it's pay fines. It's like a, a million rand. And um, how, just describe the, the attitude of the law enforcement officers at the time that they were giving this, this fine to you. Did they treat you like a decent human being or like a piece of trash?
0: Um. I would say that um, the day that I got the fine, um, he was very, he was very nice, but I I kind of felt that he thought I was ignorant because when I questioned him about the dumping and the, and loitering, um, he said no, it's like procedure, and I said no, but it's not the right because I'm I'm very much anti dumping. I didn't people matter, um, so I felt offended that, that I was being fined for something I like did. And he told me, "No, it's procedure. I not worry." And I was just that I go to court. But he was the only law enforcement officer that's even nice. Mm. Um,
2: when when really, we when we spoke to um, the the city about this at the time that it was very much more in the news than it is now, they, mm-hmm. they told us that they get complaints. That they they only act on complaints. They get lots of complaints about antisocial behavior from homeless people and it is the city's um, approach to try and get homeless people into shelter to try and get them mm-hmm. off the streets I mean, mm-hmm. what 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 is your story are you one of those who for whatever your reasons might be prefer to live on the streets than go back into the situation that you left to go onto the streets
0: so i was I was in Napier shelter but even even Napier street in Greenpoint and I was sexually harassed by one of the supervisors there. And even though I complained about it, nothing was done. I'm only one out of how many women did that man sexually harassed or sexually abused. And he only left the even uh, employment earlier this year. Now just think all the women that this man has, has broken because I can tell you, when I left Napier Shelter, when I entered Napier Shelter, I was cracked. But when I left Napier Shelter, I was shattered. I feel, I feel safer outside than what I feel than what I ever felt inside the shelter.
2: But, I, uh, Karin, what what happened to you is terrible, but I'm sure not every shelter is like that.
0: So, it's this, this, I'm not prepared to take, sir. I still have that fear in me. I, I can't take, l- like, a lot of men around me. You understand? It's,
2: mm.
0: It freaks me out, man, what we did. And, and, you know, the sad part of all is everybody knew that uh, his status, his HIV status, and that was even more freaky. And, you know, some of the women would go along with it because... And they didn't have to worry about shelter fees. They didn't have to worry about um, the little chores that they must do. They would get the best food. He even went as far as to lock me out of the shelter. And I had start my EPWP job at the fire station the next day. And he locked me out. And I sat, I, I sat outside the whole night. And the morning night I complained to the social worker, Lu, uh, Lucia, that, at that time. And... I had to go work. I had to start at the fire station just for
2: And Corin, you don't have uh, um, any kind of family that you could call on, yes. that you could go yes, back to? Yes,
0: I do. I do. I have, I have sisters and I have a brother, and um, they do help me. I am the one. I don't want to be a burden to anybody. I'm a grown person. They've got their own families. They've got their own lives. And... My elder sister is always on my case that um I must always miss my um second younger sister with and I'm telling you, something that I I know I won't because I don't want to impose on, on on their lives. And
2: just so, despite the difficulties of living on the street, and there mm-hmm. you know, the, those of us who live mm-hmm. in comfortable homes can only begin to imagine what those difficulties involve. But mm. it, 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 for the moment, at least, it is your choice, for the reasons you've explained, to live mm. on the street.
0: Mm. Yes. You know, um, life on the street, it, it either breaks you or it makes you stronger. I can remember when I came to the street, I was one of the weakest people. I cried for everything. Now, I stand up for everything. I don't take things lying down anymore. Even these guys that come from the townships at night and they wanna try and commit the crime, they sing. I chase them, I, I I swear them away. Because at the end of the day they come in, they commit a crime, they go and then who gets to blame the homeless people. It's always the homeless people. And it's not the right thing.
2: Karen, thank you very, very much for sharing at least part of your story with us. Karen Gelderblum, a homeless person. We'll talk uh, next to Lucien Lewin. Who is the attorney who's representing Karen and others against the city and the issuing of fines. So to talk to Lucien Lewin, our commercial litigation attorney at Dingley Marshall. Um, Lucien, good afternoon. That's a, a very powerful story that we've heard from uh, Karen. I know you were listening as well. How did you get involved with her and with Emily Smith, Vuyum Borzi, Natasha Pacent, Kolani Zibokko, Patricia Kheiser and Beulah Mayer?
1: Hi, John. Thank you so much for the opportunity. Um, So I think it was in about June or July of this year. um, uh, The the incidents regarding the city's conduct around enforcing the bylaws as against uh, homeless people started making the headlines and it it, it circulated on social media. Um, At the time, I was very interested in what was going on. And I um, saw that the community chest had been inviting stakeholders to come around and discuss, discuss these issues and try and work out a position in which they can, could take um, going forward to make sure that these individuals' rights are protected. I went along as, an, as a curious um, observer. And by the end of that uh, meeting, I had offered my services from a legal perspective insofar as it would be needed. The community chester then um, uh, connected my office, um, myself and, and one of my associates, with uh, the um, various NGOs which are working work directly with homeless people um, in the, the CBD. One of those is Hope Exchange. And the Hope Exchange, in fact, one of their workers, Ian Deary, uh, works very closely with um, people living on the streets. He walks around and he meets with them. They come around every Thursday morning for for food. Um, They help them find jobs and those kinds of things. And Ian was very central in being able to locate people who had been issued with fines. Um, and, and, And we interviewed them, we had meetings with them, and um yeah, that's that's essentially how we ended up um meeting one another.
2: Now the the um the court application is, is what? To get the court to squash the fines that were issued to the seven applicants in this case and to interdict the city from issuing issuing what? Are you saying don't um, interdict the city from issuing any kind of bylaw related fine to any homeless person. W- what are the the boundaries of the case?
1: So it, it is a very very difficult one to have to um, to, to deal with because we do realise that the bylaws which are being used or, or, or relied upon by the city do have a legit, legitimate purpose. Um, however there are what we are concerned about is the manner in which the council or the sorry, the city is enforcing these bylaws. So if I have my big Pajero four x four and I park on a on the side of a pavement, I should expect to have a city official come to me and say, You're not allowed to park there, you're obstructing the, the walkways. And here's a five hundred and fine and don't do it again. That I understand. What I struggle to understand is when you have someone sleeping and Karen, what Karen didn't tell you earlier was that she actually, she was sleeping on private property, um, that she, because well, she mentioned to you that she was sleeping on private property. Before that, she had actually been kicked off from the company garden and she would be fined in the, she was fined in the middle of the night. I think it was like three o'clock in the morning. There was definitely not an incident of, of her obstructing walkway so that people can't get past. She was in the company garden, out of the way, and she was fined over there. So what we have a problem with is not the bylaw, but the itself, in of itself, but rather the the manner in which it's being enforced. So what we are wanting to do ultimately is launch an application and um, ask the Western Cape High Court to con- to, 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 to comment or to uh, make an order regarding the constitutionality of the city in its interpretation of the bylaws vis-a-vis uh, the homeless in, in the city of Cape Town. If the court finds that um, the interpretation is correct and that the city has followed the the, the bylaws to the letter of that particular law, um, then we would like to ask the court to find that the bylaws are unconstitutional. However, this takes time. So, and in in that time, we are very concerned that our clients' rights are being. Um, infringed all of the time, and that they be, and, and that an interim instinct is needed to preserve their rights pending the outcome of the main application. So, what, when the media refers to um, uh, the, homeless, the homeless hauling the city to court, what they're actually referring to is an urgent application which we've instituted in the High Court, which basically asks the, the court to make an order. Um, uh, 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 to, to inhibit the city from enforcing or further prosecuting fines and summonses, summonses which have already been issued to my clients and other homeless people who may, may not be cited therein. Um, I've also asked the, the court to interdict them from interfering with or confiscating the personal property of my clients uh, and other homeless people in the city of Cape Town and finally from harassing and abusing them in ostensible reliance on the bylaws. Um, this we want to have in, have in place by, uh, hopefully by Monday when we are going to be in court next week, so that we can freely go after um, the, uh, the, the constitutionality of the conduct of the officials and, of course, the bylaw itself and yeah. let the courts take it to turn. Uh,
2: Lucian, I don't know whether this, is, this WhatsApp is um, aimed at you or aimed at me, or maybe it's aimed at both of us. It reads, oh, stop being so sanctimonious. Why don't you take all the homeless into your own house if you care so much? And I mean, I think that that's a fairly extreme and quite unpleasant example of the the difficulty of, of living in a city where there are as many homeless people and not all of them appear to be as... I don't know, as, as whatever Karen is, you know, there, there are problems associated with homeless. Some of the homeless people do have substance abuse problems and that leads to behavioral issues and that does lead to the disruption of people's lives. And then you get into the arena of competing rights and so on. It, it is yes. an extremely complicated, um, issue. I don't go to the CBD to do anything. I don't like walking on the sidewalks or being harassed. So, I mean, the sort of fight back to your position is coming in already from my listeners.
1: Well, I think I think John, I mean the first thing I'd like to say is that, you know, if we cannot protect the most marginalized in our society, then we are failing as a society. That's the first thing I want to say. The second thing I want to say is that every single one of us well, maybe not every single one of us, but many of us, if not most of us, in the city of Cape Town, could find ourselves in that position. Someone said to me from the community chest the other day, you know, Lucian we all fall paychecks away from being homeless, yes. and it is so true. So my question is, and if I, maybe, maybe, maybe my, 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 my actions aren't as altruistic as I'd like to think, but the fact of the matter is I'm doing this because if I end up on the streets in four, weeks, in four months' time because I've lost my job, I would hope that someone would come and stand up for me. I would hope that my city would stand up for me and say, this is not right.
2: If you look at Karen... There there are, there are areas of the city, particularly close to the station, where there are so many, um, shacks on pavements that the pavements are impassable. One has to, you know, one has to negotiate the roads and so on. Um, so what, what does one do? What is, what is the compassionate and at the same time responsible way for a city authority or a municipal authority in a small town to, to, to deal with this? Do you allow yes. the growth of, of homeless settlements to go unchecked? what do you do if if you're confronted with homeless people and Karen has explained to us why it is that she chooses to live on the streets rather than go into a shelter there are i'm being told by listeners women's only shelters allowed where there are no men who are part of the setup in any way and she's explained why she she doesn't want to go into a shelter she's explained why she doesn't want to um take the the charity of of her family so what what do you do what does the city do? What's the responsible way to govern a situation like this?
1: Uh, John, I'm by no stretch of the imagination saying uh, that if I am a small business owner, let's say, and I have a shack which has been erected right in front of my, my office my office door, that that should not be allowed to happen. As you say, we have competing rights. I have a right to my trade and to be able to, to run my trade without being interfered with. However, the problem that we have, and and if you you and your listeners read through the application papers, the people that I'm representing have not been those people. The people that I'm representing aren't the people who are sitting in front of of doorways and not allowing people to get into businesses. They're not sitting urinating and defecating in, in front of everybody so that it makes the place unhealthy. That's not the case. These people are outside. These fines are being, imp- are, being, are being imposed in the middle of the night, early hours of the morning. Um, I, I, I do believe that I, I, you are correct. You know, there is, it, it is not a simple situation, but I think that the, the city has overreached here. The city has, 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 has targeted individuals who are actually trying to keep their spot very, very clean and be out of the way. And notwithstanding that, they are still enforcing these laws. And I, if I can just give you an example, what Karin doesn't, doesn't, has didn't point out, but, was that when she was... Uh, she, all she has is a cardboard box which she lies on top of as her mattress, and she has plastic which she covers over herself to protect herself from the, from the, from the rain and the elements of, of, of the Cape winter. What happened? She also has other personal belongings in that, in that, um, that shelter of hers. The city came around, city officials came around told her this was in the the company gardens where she was out of the way that she shouldn't have that took all of those things away from her including her id book including her death certificate of a mother or i think it was someone else one one of my other clients who had that taken and her bottom dentures now i don't see how that is enforcing the bylaw in a manner which respects all parties rights and 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 that is what we are taking uh, offense to if i may use one more analogy john um I'm an attorney and I I run a trust account and I am very careful about how I run my trust account because those funds belong to my clients. So I don't touch that money. The law society audits me every year and we make sure that everything is above board. But there are attorneys out there who who don't do this. They misuse trust funds. They use it to fund other litigation issues or other transfers, what it may be, and the law society... Speaks out against that and says this is wrong and prosecutes these people now because that's happening does that mean that i as a lawful um, attorney who, who acts within the law should also be uh, have my trust account frozen let's say just in case i may be one of those those people crossing the line it's i don't see the difference between that and homeless people who are maybe uh, 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 have a, there may be a criminal aspect to the way that they conduct their lives, but that's not how all all homeless people conduct their lives.
2: Lucien, we're going to leave it there. Thank you very much for talking to us, Lucien Lewin and Karin Helderboom talking to us earlier as well. Lucien is a commercial litigation at Dingley Marshall. Both of you are snowflakes, is somebody's very intelligent comment on this. If I found myself in that position, I would accept any offers of help that came my way. Would you you know that? How do you know that? I hate how gross people are. No one wants to live on the street as their first choice. it's in reaction to something going wrong. It's horrible when homeless people get in your space, but help the shelters one that you know ones that you know are good.
0: My name is Porsche Malele. I'm a mine manager responsible for all the drilling and blasting activities at Sishen Mine. I think that it is important to have more women in mining.
1: We only succeed when you succeed. That's what we mean when we say our roots run deep in South Africa. Let's keep growing together. To read more of Porsche's story, visit angloamerican.co.za. Anglo-American.
2: Real Mining. Real People. Real Difference.